everyone. Welcome back to another episode of House Sitting Travel, your house sitting podcast. The only house sitting podcast, at least currently, that we know of. So that's very cool. I'm Sam. And I'm Varen. And yeah, we're your hosts on this house sitting journey. So today we have another very interesting and inspiring interview. Let me just introduce her real quick. So Jess and her husband, Will, lived in a typical suburban lifestyle in the San Francisco Bay Area until 2017. That year, they left their jobs, home, and stuff behind in exchange for a trip around the world. During that year, they experienced 20 countries together with their three hooligans. I love that she calls their kids hooligans. From 2017 to 2021, they were digital nomads, world schooling their children and house-sitting around the world. William's an accountant working remotely, and Jess is a professional photographer. In 2021, they purchased a new home base in northwest Arkansas and continue to travel part-time after five years of nomadic living. And we're going to get all into that in the interview, so stay tuned. But if you'd like to follow along with Jess... Check out her Instagram at Let's Adventure More. Absolutely beautiful photos because she's a photographer, of course. And her portrait photography at JessSwensonPhotography.com. I will leave a link, as always, to all of those in the show notes so you can be sure to connect with Jess, as I know you will after hearing this interview. I had a lot of fun listening to this interview. Jess just has a very bubbly, easily laughable uh, personality. When I say easily laughable, she just laughs a lot and just has such an upbeat attitude in general that it just makes whatever she's talking about sound fun and easy. Even if what she's talking about, like raising children while you travel, doesn't really sound that easy. She <laughs> makes it sound easy. And that, I think, is a very nice quality that she has. But this interview really kind of tells you how they basically, how they used house sitting to go on an adventure. And it's very exciting. It's very fun. There's a lot of twists and turns, you know, things like how they dealt with the pandemic. How do you manage your relationships, all of them while you're traveling? But more importantly, how do you do all this via house sitting? So I think you're going to have a lot of fun listening to this one. And just when you think that you've maybe heard everything when it comes to house sitting, this is going to be something that I think might be new and different for a lot of people. And I say that because we haven't really considered what it would be like to travel as a family. Sam and I are a couple. And there's absolutely house sits that we would never think of taking on. But because she's got three underlings, she can they can take on a lot of a lot more pets. So they actually have in some ways, assuming that the place can accommodate a family of five. There's houses that she could take on that we wouldn't even consider because it would just be too much work for two people. So whether you're trying to raise a family or not and try to travel, there's a lot to be learned from Jess. And I think you're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I found Jess super inspiring. And I know you will too. But first, a quick note from our sponsor. Hey guys, Varen here, and I just wanted to talk to you about something that I think is really great and really awesome and really special, and that's the House Sitting Handbook. Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit more about why I love this book so much? I think you like it so much because you wrote it. That may have something to do with it. Yeah, it may. (laughs) 
And we both wrote it, by the way, for the record, co-authors here. And the house sitting handbook is all about how to live your dream life through house sitting. It's a full length book and workbook that takes you through all the tips, tricks and strategies, basically the A to Z of house sitting. I think a lot of house sitters really get excited about house sitting because they start imagining themselves in, you know, an Italian villa, an island getaway, or a skyscraping penthouse with a bubbling jacuzzi. Often that excitement overshadows the real work that needs to go into being a successful house sitter. Yeah, we hear time and again from prospective house sitters who think that landing their dream house sits means just hitting the apply button. Unfortunately, they usually end up sorely disappointed and throw in the towel before they really gave house sitting a true shot. There is simply more strategy that goes into successful house sitting. That's why the house sitting handbook gives you a comprehensive whole that lays out all the many moving parts of house sitting. Because if you want to get your dream house sits, you got to become the dream sitter that provides the best home and pet care. Exactly. So the book goes through writing, winning profiles, application messages, having interviews, having the house sit, everything that will help you get those dream house sits again and again. And maybe even more importantly, determining what your dream house sit looks like in the first place, because it is different for everyone. The house sitting handbook is your one stop shop for house sitting. And for those who want even more help, the workbook is perfect for you with fill in the blank exercises like prompts to get you thinking about what successful house sitting will look like for you and much more. So no matter what your house sitting dreams might look like, the same tried and true strategies laid out in the book will help you get your first and many more house sits. And as a thank you to our podcast listeners, we have a special discount for you. Could you tell us more about that, Farron? Yes, this discount is extra exclusive for our podcast listeners because we love you all. And the discount code is podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. We're going to provide a link in the show notes. So that's podcast to redeem your exclusive listener discount. And just so you know, it's not on Amazon. It's not on anywhere else. Just here in the link that we will provide. And we hope you enjoy. Hi, Jess. Welcome to House Sitting Travel. Thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Well, why don't we just jump in and maybe you can tell listeners a little bit about yourself and yeah, who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I am Jess Swenson, um, originally from the San Francisco Bay Area, um, married to a wonderful man, William, and we have three children who we affectionately call our hooligans because they tend to be so. Um, <laughs> and we, in 2017, decided to just ditch San Francisco suburbia lifestyle and travel the world. And so we traveled from 2017 and 2018. During that process, we ended up selling our home. And prior to leaving, we sold most of our belongings um, and loved it so much during that one year. Instead of coming back and picking up life as it was, like we originally planned, we said, we want to keep going. So we did. And 2017, we spent in the States. My husband um, secured remote work. And then in 2020, we left again and we're in Europe during all of the mayhem that 2020 was. Um and we just got back to the States at the very beginning of 2021 uh, this year. So we're finally back in the States. <laughs> wow. 
Wow, what a journey. I definitely want to get into all the things. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things I wanted to ask you about. But so what made you decide to kind of try out house sitting? How did you hear about it? Yeah, so we are part of um, a Facebook community called World Schoolers. And it, it tends to gravitate towards families that travel nomadically. And through that group, I learned a ton of information like recommended um, cities to visit in Thailand, how to secure lodging in China, and in addition to that, alternative um, accommodations when traveling to make it a more rich experience for the family, um, to kind of help with budget, um, you know, various forms. So we, uh, when I initially learned about it, I learned about house sitting and also wolfing, which is more of like a volunteer on site in exchange for accommodations, but you're working, um, and it's typically farm settings or larger estates where they could use the many hands to make light work. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I joined a couple of different options and just kind of was like, I'm going to pursue each one and we'll see which one ends up being our niche and the one that we enjoy as a family. Because at that point, it was just our world was our oyster. We didn't know what we would like and what we wouldn't or what would work better for us. Um, and so it just turned out that the house sitting was just a perfect match for our family culture and it worked really well for us. Um, so I, I spent a couple of, uh, you know, joined a couple memberships of other places that just didn't really go anywhere, but really with the house sitting, um, it just sound, it just was a great marriage with our family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had a similar experience as well. We looked into woofing and stuff like that. Did you guys do any of that or you just did house sitting right away and it worked and that was that? Yeah, we just pretty much, yeah, I joined all of them and a lot of the wolfing, it's, I'm wondering if it's just gearing towards more couples or singles. Um, some of the places where I was looking, it, it wasn't. And then also hearing family experiences from that, it was just really hot or cold as far as their experiences went. Um, another option was house swapping, but we were selling our house. So that also was kind of a dead end for us. And then we did try the house sitting kind of in that season of prepping and we did our we did a couple house sits in the Bay Area to kind of get our feet wet and get some good reviews. And then we did our first international trip as a family and our first international house sitting experience to England. And it was incredible, idyllic, beautiful, dreamy, like the holiday movie, but for family. I mean, it was just, it was <laughs> wow. like, no way, this is epically amazing. <laughs> We're totally doing this. And we just knew right off the bat that it was the thing for us. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And uh, that's so cool that you did do local house sets as, as well, because I feel like that is such a good way to kind of get your feet wet with things and test yes. the waters before you kind of like just boomerang or slingshot yourself somewhere else. Yes. And that was my husband, because he's more of the cautious one. Like, you want to take us on a trip around the world, and we've never left the country with our children. I was like, oh, it's going to be fine. This is great. Oh, so. my gosh. I so resonate with that <laughs> dynamic completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was a good stepping point. They spoke English, but the culture was different enough and it felt so new to us that it was a great kind of mashup trial. Um, and we ended up house sitting for a family in a more of a rural area in England in Shropshire. And they had a little hobby, hobby farm with some dogs and some cats and some sheep um, and some chickens. And so it was just a perfect introduction to international house sitting for us. 
Wow, that's so cool. So how old were all your hooligans when this started? <laughs> so yeah, my youngest was, she was four. And then I think it was six and eight when we left. Well, on wow. our trip, yeah, on our trip around the world, which was the same year. It was the same year that we left for um, England. They might have been a little younger, like seven five and four when we did it because mm -hmm. we did our spring trip trial and then by October of that year we were we left wow yeah how do they feel about it all I mean were they like uh not sure they were excited I mean yeah they were excited our kids thankfully are we don't have none of them are shy they're very outgoing and they're very much as far as like what we've experienced, especially the younger ages, they just take everything at face value. Like, oh, we're going to mm. go, you know, do an expedition on the Great Wall of China. Great. Okay. We're going to go snorkel Great Barrier Reef. Fun. That sounds great. Uh, we're going <laughs> to house it in Ireland for two collies and walk next to castle ruins. Okay, sure. Like <laughs> for them, it was just like, oh yeah, okay. You know, so they are very excited and they, we had an incredible time and they loved it. And they speak affectionately a lot of pets in other countries. So they don't necessarily know what country they've been to. They just know it by the house it. Like, oh, that, you know, when we were in Oscar, uh, Oscar and Izzy's house, I was like, yeah, in Ireland. Or, oh, you know, <laughs> when we watched... Um, Oh, you know, the, the farm sit. Yes, we were in France, you know, like, oh, remember that one dog? Yes, we're in South Africa. So it's they, you know, I'm helping to make those connections, ge uh, geog geographic connections for them, <laughs> because mm -hmm. a lot of times they don't always, you know, like know what country they were in. Well, that's really sweet, though, in a way, like they're just yes. appreciating what's there in front of them and the animals and yes. all that kind of stuff. Um, wow. So so many things to ask you about that because yeah like so I guess now so many people are are talking about and struggling with like homeschooling or at least at yes. the beginning of the pandemic and of course yes. at this point a year later hopefully everyone's kind of gotten learned a bit but yes. so you've been doing this for quite some time I imagine yes when we were in California we pretty much have house uh, homeschooled from the beginning and I told everybody last year like you're not homeschooling you're like pandemic schooling mm. because even the homeschoolers who are, are used to being out and meeting with people and going to museums like what you what people experienced last year was not true enriching homeschooling it was survival it was you know it was just right. totally different so I try to let people know like if you feel like you were a failure at homeschooling last year just know that wasn't a true picture of what yeah. it could what it can be um and then with us with when we didn't have a home yeah we just we said we world school so a lot of their learning was on the road but we did take some materials with us some good books um and some math and a journal for writing um but a lot of it was just living education we were living it out we were visiting museums, historical sites, talking about it, discussing it. Mm -hmm. Wow. So. And I mean, I I commend you so much because, <laughs> I mean, you're such an inspiration, like hearing your story, because my, my mom took my sister and I to internationally when we were like four and six. It was yes. just her. Yeah. It was just her and us. And wow. for a couple of summers, my dad kind of joined a couple of times, but it was mainly it was her, the impetus. Yeah. And um, I just thinking back on it, I'm just like, how did you do that <laughs> with two young kids? Yes. I mean, so I'm sure there's some challenges that comes along with that as well. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, it's incredibly rewarding for both like your family and yes. the kids and yes. everything. I mean, I know personally that had a huge impact on me traveling so young and just 
expanding my worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess like for other families or people that might want to start a family but aren't sure about, you know, traveling full time with a family, like what kind of stuff do you normally try to tell people to yeah. <laughs> yeah, tips on that. Yeah, so I say, I mean, you you have to parent wherever you are, so you might as well do it while you're traveling the world is kind of my mentality. Um, I love that. Yeah, it certainly adds a different dimension. You're not on holiday. You're not vacationing. Um, you still have a lot of the same responsibilities that you would in a home if you were stationary. Um but, you know, when you are traveling, there is a simplicity of life. And actually, we've talked about this now that we have kind of changed gears a little bit with purchasing a home. And there's just there's something beautiful and simple about just going from place to place and house sitting and and your I guess your responsibilities as far as a whole is much more simpler and you don't have extra nagging issues or stress points. So we've actually been more stressed being stationary or transition to stationary than when we were full-time traveling. Um, but yeah, the parenting aspect is still there. You still have cranky kids or cranky parents or, <laughs> you know, other things that you have to handle heart issues or character issues that you work through as a family and you have to do that anywhere. So I figure why not do it while you're also enjoying seeing the world? Yeah. I mean, that is such a poignant reminder. I mean, because yeah, I mean, I, as everyone says, you know, they're only young ones and, Mm -hmm. you know, you only have one life too. So you don't want to just put everything on pause. And, and what you said about simplicity, I could definitely get that because you're not, when you're traveling full time, you're not carrying around a ton of stuff. So imagine that's a good lesson for them as well. You know, not getting as, I guess, attached to material things or wanting those kind of things. Or curating it in a way that what you have is very meaningful for you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I'm guessing you guys must get into some kind of routine in each place that you kind of go. Yes, which is wonderful as far as this. So for us as a family, we really thrive under slow travel. So we stay in places, you know, four to six weeks. We can dig in. My husband does work remotely. We do do some sort of formalized school homeschooling um, for a portion of each day. And so it is really nice that we can walk into a home and and house it for them and kind of emulate some of their rhythms because the dogs and the pets, they have rhythms too. And you need to hold them into kind of a routine because they thrive better there too. Um, So it works out really well for everyone involved to where we kind of do have a natural rhythm to the day or to the week um, wherever we are. So we notice more behavioral issues or frustrations when we are traveling very quickly. Um, mm. and it just becomes more stressful for everyone involved. So we just, yeah, we do it slowly and it's been, it worked really well. I mean, last summer, last year, we, we did way more slowly than because yeah. <laughs> we weren't even <laughs> sure if we could go to the next country. So that was totally different dynamic, but I think our soft spots around, you know, our sweet spot is around, um, six weeks is kind of a nice, time to get situated and then and then go again mm-hmm. wow well so let let me trace again your travel so you said you went to the uk first and yes. then um where'd you go from there and then i definitely want to get into how the pandemic has yes. has shifted things because <laughs> i know it's affected everyone it uh, has. so much Yeah. So our original one year, we did 20 countries and we did China, Thailand, Bali, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore. We did 
uh, the Maldives, Sri Lanka, South Africa, Morocco. And then we wow. did, and then from there we did much more. So it was like, that was our first half of our trip and it was fast there. I mean, we saw China in like three weeks and it's huge. So oh, yeah, by the yeah. time we hit South Africa and then when we got into Europe, we were, we were pretty tired. And so <laughs> we decided once we hit Europe that we would just go from house it to house it and whatever time frame, and then try to aim for spending one month in one area. So we did France and Finland and Sweden. We did Ireland, um, Scotland and England again. And then we did Germany and Denmark. And then wow. maybe that was it. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> that like, was I, it. know. I haven't written. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, so um, how did he find house sitting in different I mean were you yes. house sitting during that whole trip because I know some places it's just not so, very yeah common. it was and especially since our windows were so short because we were like here and then we were kind of bouncing around so randomly it worked out really well we matched our dates exactly with a house in um, South Africa so we did one in Cape Town which was awesome and then we did some in Australia but outside of that we mostly did like hostels hotels or Airbnbs like in Thailand and China and Sri Lanka, the Maldives, we ended up splurging for a resort for like four days, which was heavenly. <laughs> That's um, what you got to do in the Maldives. I know, exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, one life, right? We got to do it. Um, oh, and Zimbabwe. We did Zimbabwe too for Vic Falls, Victoria Falls. Um, and that was just a hotel. So most of those places, the hotels themselves were on the within our budget. So we weren't so worried about doing the house sitting. But when we hit like Australia and... Even South Africa can be kind of expensive. And then definitely when we went into Europe, um, we would not have been able to stay in those places without the house sitting because our budget mm -hmm. was just so low. Um, I think we spent a month in Finland and we spent like $800 because we house sat the whole month and they had a car for us. And summer in Finland, you're just outdoors all the time hiking yes. and stuff. So it was well within our budget to be able to be mm -hmm. there. But outside of that, there is no way... I mean, the Nordic countries were not even on my radar because they're too expensive. But right. we spent yeah. quite a bit of time there, in, incidentally, because of house sits. So. Yeah. Now, and I imagine also, because um, you mentioned that your husband works like full-time remotely, so I imagine that helps with... Um, you know, budget stuff yes. and being able to, you know, pad things out here or there with Airbnb or places where there weren't house sits, you can do that. And it's not like a hardship or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And then this, um, uh, this last year, we were in Portugal, Spain, France, and Scotland and the UK again. So we were, we had, a, you know, obviously everyone had plans, lovely plans to see new <laughs> countries, but that did not work. So we at least saw yeah. Portugal and Spain. Um, so I think we've done, as a family, we've done 22 countries so far. Wow. Oh my gosh. Your, your children are more traveled than I am. <laughs> <laughs> and me at my, at their age, like, no way. I don't even think I'd left the country at that age. Yeah. Wow. Do they have like favorites? Well, I guess you mentioned yes. that they're so young. They're like, they're more about like the pets than the, the places mm -hmm, and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, which is nice though. Like what, I guess they, they must have favorite animals that they really bonded with. I imagine. Yes. They talk a lot about, um, some the the Izzy and Oscar there in Ireland, they really enjoyed them. And then, um, two dogs that we watched in Edinburgh, Scotland, they talk about a lot. And then uh, a dog in Brisbane, Australia, they still talk about. 
So yeah, so there's definitely like a, pe- a peppering of animals that they just remember so fondly <laughs> that they just love. So they always ask like, oh, can we go back to, you know, so-and-so's house again? So yeah, we're, I'm like, that. we'll try, we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with them. I, I definitely have animals I want to go back and see. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that makes sense because I know a lot of like couples or yeah, a lot of couples who almost kind of create a circuit that they just repeat year mm. after year. And in the beginning, I was like, how could, like, don't you want to do something different? But I mean, you build those relationships and you appreciate those animals or that location and you want to go back. And so my kids even too are like, let's create a circuit, you know, like as, <laughs> as the yeah. other, you know, younger uh, retirees have like their regulars. I, my kids totally are like, yeah, let's have regulars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and then you get to like, just jump back in and not you know, you don't need the whole onboarding process again. Right, right. So it's just so much easier to uh, to dive back in. To know, yeah, exactly. Right. Well, I guess, how have things changed for yes. you? Because you kind of mentioned, uh, <laughs> and I feel like it's an elephant in the room now. So know, <laughs> let's go right? there. Yes. Yeah, so we, I mean, we were all over the place in 2020 as far as like mentally what we were going to do. Um so my kids, like, so now our oldest is 11. So we have not, uh, 11, 9, and 8. So they're definitely getting more towards that preteen age. And a lot of my research before we originally left, um, they did mention, like, once you start getting to this age, they definitely are more aware of, like, friendships and... Mm. Um, uh, you know, just having some sort of more regular, like they may want their own bed with their own sheets. You know what I mean? Like they're just, <laughs> they're more autonomous. They're more, you know, having a little bit more say and opinion, um, which we found that to be true. So they, they have talked about before, like, oh, when we get a house or can, you know, have, uh, can we get a house? Like, so they've, they started talking about it. And so we, we're definitely going to spend 2021 kind of looking at places, uh, potential home bases um, with the idea of still traveling part time. Um, and in 2020, we just weren't sure because there's so much unrest. And so we even looked at like Portugal residency. Like, I mean, we were just like all over the place of like what we really mm. wanted to do. Um, and so we ended up missing family and, and we're pretty close to our family here in the States. So um, we ended up coming back in January when Europe was closing down again and we were going to do a road trip and kind of decide, but we ended up just kind of finding this one region randomly and like nobody's ever heard of, which we kind of liked <laughs> because <laughs> we wanted to kind of be like the best kept, kept secret a little bit um, and kind of have a hideaway, I guess, after um, the San Francisco area. We just wanted something that was much more slower pace of life and uh, lower cost of living so that we could purchase but still have a buffer to travel. Um, so we ended up just doing a road trip and coming straight to Arkansas and we're in Northwest Arkansas, um, in a town called Bentonville. And so we ended up coming and purchasing pretty, I mean, everything fell into place very quickly, which I guess kind of reiterated like, Oh, this, I mean, this, all this is going really, you know, feel Mm, like when things fall into place, it feels confirming, um, that you're making the right steps. Um, so yeah, it was really fast. We got here. We offered, they accepted, we closed and then we moved in and I, hindsight, I was like, oh, this works out really well because my husband was very adamant about making sure we set everything up in our home base before leaving again. So I'm like, perfect. Like it works out really well that we've already bought. We've already, we're already getting settled so that when things do open, I'll be ready to go again. (laughs) So it was nice that we didn't have to spend like an entire year figuring out what we wanted. 
Um, but I, I have to say there's a backlog of like a year or two discussing and researching and considering and looking and talking to real estate agents and all over different places um, before making our decision. And so, um, yeah, so we ended up here. We purchased a home. It's in downtown. Um, this region is really well known for mountain biking tourism and it's mm. very popular like 10 months out of the year. And so we felt really confident coming in and, and getting something within a prime location and a budget that we could work with, um, that we could also turn into a short-term rental when we leave. So that's the idea. Mm, um, mm-hmm. and the kids are really happy to have their own sheets <laughs> and their own bed. And, Aww. um, I, we did keep a little bit of stuff in storage at my folks and it's basically just books cause I'm a homeschool mom. So <laughs> we have like plenty of books and yeah, so it's been good. It's been a, a totally different season. There has been stressors that I'm like, why did we settle? But <laughs> voice of reason will remind me again why we did settle. So, um, yeah. There's always that, yeah, that, yeah. you know, grass is always greener. You could have taken that different fork yes. or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And there's five in our family and we want to honor each person's desires or wishes and consider them when making family decisions. And so it just was the best next move for our family to meet everyone's desires and needs um, in a healthy way. So for us, yeah. it was good. So we always say, okay, 10 more years. Our youngest is eight. So if we want, we can be nomadic again, just, you know, and yeah. anyone else who wants to join, but at least we have the 10 years to allow them to really develop those friendships locally and get into baseball or horseback riding lessons or, you know, what have you. Yeah. All those kind of like in-person routines mm-hmm. and stuff. How did, how did you, end up on Arkansas like was that on your radar before (laughs) no it wasn't actually it was not um we were heavily looking into Colorado but they're honestly their housing prices are matching yeah matching California and so we wanted to kind of pick somewhere that was that we were still behind you know ahead of the curve a little bit um and this actually this location is home of Walmart and so they have they're right now currently building like a massive campus like Google and I think they're bringing people from California and New Jersey here in like the next year so it's and it's grown so much and they've spent a ton of money just developing um the downtown is adorable it's slow paced people are like you have a little bit of that midwest southern hospitality um and you can drive anywhere in 10 minutes and get to where you want. And I really wanted somewhere where I could bike everywhere. Like just, you know, be my little like mm. European here in the U.S. Where <laughs> I didn't have to worry about getting yeah. run over, but I could like bike places. So um, and then just the outdoor community was huge. And then there, the homeschool laws is also important to us because we wanted to continue to do that. Um, mm, so there was mm-hmm. a lot of different considerations. The only thing it doesn't have is an international airport. But when we go, we'll be gone for like three or five months. So having to go a little bit outside to get an airport for that one or two times we leave is not a big deal because we're not, you know, business travelers that have to leave every weekend or every other week. Um, mm, yeah. So that worked out well for us. Cool. Wow. So you're planning, you said you're planning on, they're still being going to be homeschooled, but yes. then they'll be able to have like more, I don't know, extracurricular, I guess, activities or. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a huge homeschool community here. They are in an academy one day a week. So they go off with a whole bunch of other homeschoolers and have kind of a day of courses of electives. So they're taking French and 
nature science and beekeeping class and wow. uh, comic book art this uh, semester. So there's definitely a ton of resources for people who do want to still homeschool, but maybe, you know, like one day do this or, you know, be in an outdoor program here. So um, it definitely caters because there is a substantial community here for it. So what, wow. as we found. That's yeah. very cool. Do they want their own pets? Is that something uh, yes, they've yes, ever asked about? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's like the hardest thing. They, <laughs> they talk about it often and we have to have the same conversation. So I'm hoping we can hold out because we just still want to just be pet sitters. <laughs> yeah. uh, talk to me in like two years and see if that's changed. If like we'll our, do a follow-up. <laughs> I know, if they will wear us down. Um, but yes, they have definitely talked about it and we have also definitely talked about it to them. So we'll see. We'll see who wins out. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, how can you not? Animals are such a big part of this lifestyle. That how can you not? You know, I, know. I mean, we haven't. I mean, you know, everyone has been up, upheavaled because of the pandemic. We haven't been house sitting as much I or know. seeing as many pets. And it's just you miss them so much. Yeah. And I'm sure I know there's tons of people that we know that ended up purchasing a, a pet well during this last year. So I kept saying, oh, if you need house sitters when you're ready to go again. <laughs> so we've been trying to field it. But yeah, as soon as you, you know, stationary, you're like, oh, of course I want a pet. We yeah. should get one. So, and we used to do like um, WAG or what's the other mm. one? Like Rover, like walk dogs um, mm -hmm. when we were in the States. But I don't think they have that here. So I think we're in kind of more of a podunky place that maybe it's not like a major city to offer that mm -hmm. service. So, you know, I'm like, well, you can go be entrepreneurs and start your own dog walking business or something. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how we can incorporate it while still being here. Yeah, definitely. Have you, what kind of, so what kind of like animals have you guys taken care of on your travels? I'm sure a variety since you were traveling for so long. All over. Yeah. yeah so, um, we've done like hamsters and dogs and cats and we did a turtle one time. Um, and then we've done a lot of farm animals, which has been awesome, actually. Um, wow. We have a house, house in France that we've gone to twice. <laughs> and the first time they had 80 animals. And then the second time it doubled and there's like 160 animals. So that one wow. was like, woo. Yeah, it was a lot. Ooh. Big commitment. Um, but so like just an incredible experience for us. Um, and we love the homeowners. So they had like llamas and geese and chicken and turkey and Shetland ponies, which they let, allowed the kids to ride um, this last time, which was super fun. And a couple stallions and, uh, a, oh, the donkey died this. Yeah. So we didn't get to do the donkey again. Um, and cats and a couple dogs. Wow. Yeah. So that one was like very thorough as yeah. far as they, it took us like two days to learn their system before they left. I can only imagine because so. we the most we've ever housed set for at once was 17 animals. Ooh. But compared to like, I mean, almost that's almost 10 times that amount, though. Uh -huh. You said 160. Uh -huh. That's crazy. I can't even. What were most of them? Most of the Oh, and then sheep. They had oh, sheep. Okay. So the sheep you just counted be, to make sure that they were still there. Uh -huh. And then the turkey were a ton and they had a ton of rabbits. Wow. So they were raising meat, I think, to sell to local um, French families. Oh, so wow. like the turkey were. So I guess French have turkey for Christmas. Oh. So they had a whole gaggle of organic free range turkey <laughs> that wow. we were taking care of. Yeah. And then they had rabbits that they use for, you know, 
rabbit meat. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, it sounds like you get such good experience taking care of so many different animals. That's such a learning experience, yes. I imagine. Also for the kids to have that up close and personal yes. like interaction with all those different kinds of animals. Right. I mean, it was a true working farm. So to be able to experience that. And then the house itself was like built in 16... 16- 39. So, I mean, it was so, yeah, it was, you, I mean, we basically like stepped back in time for like two, two and a half weeks each time we did it. Yeah, it was wild. Wow. It sounds like everything is fair game or do you have like special considerations given that you do, you know, travel as a family? Is there anything you guys are not, wouldn't do? (sighs) Yeah. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, we've done smaller dogs, but they tend to be a little bit more <laughs> yappy. <laughs> mm. I think the smaller dog breeds, if they're like chill, I think we just, we gravitate towards more like chill, mm-hmm. chiller houses where yeah. they're just, you know, like they may be grandparents or they may have kids of their own or they're, you know, nothing is, yeah, just they're, yeah, more chill, laid back, I guess. Because we, t- we're, I mean, we're California family. We tend to be chill and laid back. So <laughs> we gravitate <laughs> towards like-mindedness, I guess. No, I I hear you 100%. We also go for the chill, chill vibes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it sounds like you haven't had any kind of, I don't know, issues tra- like traveling as a family. Because I know that's something that people are worried Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Most of the ones we do. I mean, we have done ones that don't check the family friendly. And Mm. we always, you know, I always if there is one that I see and sounds great, I'll just go ahead and and do it. And we have been selected a few times where they didn't have that um, uh, checked. And then there's other times where they're like, yeah, you know, we don't have enough room for all of you. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So (laughs) I feel like people will kind of know right off the bat from our uh, profile if it will be a good fit or not. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Or like ones, I guess sometimes people are nervous because their dog hasn't been around kids. But I'm like, well, mine have been around all sorts of, you know, young, old, crotchety or bitey and jumpy because they're young. So mine have certainly had a a wide variety of experience, but they, that doesn't always translate for them to understand that. So they tend, so again, yeah, if someone is anxious or something, yeah, we usually aren't a good match then. Right. You're not trying to like push it or anything. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Our, our profile is pretty clear. We even put the kids ages in it. Um, I feel like from our profile, people know, right. You know, I mean, we've, we've done over 30 house sets. So, um, We're, 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 it's like a, you know, we well-oiled machine, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. And I imagine starting locally and getting those, you know, that experience really helps like, I don't know, to give you that clout and experience for other people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then just having that communication between the homeowner, um, and being reliable and professional and yeah. I mean, we all work together. People, each kid has like a job they do when we clean up before we leave. And our oldest is a vacuumer and our second does the toilets and the bathroom. I mean, so we all pitch in. It's definitely a family effort. And we try to see it as a way to serve and to love on the family that left and trusted us with their pets. That's amazing. Yeah, you got a whole little mini army of uh, (laughs) helpers. Yes, many hands make light work. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's so true. So I'm a vacuumer myself. So whichever one vacuums, I get them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, that's so cool. Well, you said, so you said um, they tend to have their favorite um, sits that they would want to go back to. What yeah. about yourself and your husband? Like, do uh, those overlap or? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, probably. I mean, we, we, I feel like I always fall in love with the ones that were there long enough to mm. spend time to really love. Like I didn't think I would love Finland, but we really did. And then we had two sits in Brisbane and we, so we spent about a month there and I love Brisbane and the people that we were able to meet. So we try to get invested in the community wherever we are. Um, so I'll join like the local moms group or, you know, the expat group, the moms group in wherever we are. Um, we actually try to find a church wherever we are and we'll attend and then within like the community. So oftentimes we'll meet neighbors and their kids will play with our kids. Um, so we've been able to kind of learn and kind of grow and meet people um, that we've still stayed in contact with. Or I also um, do photography. And so I belong to a women's photography group. Um, and so we've been able to connect with people through that as well. Um so, yeah, we try to have our fingers kind of out through the community and hopefully we're there long enough to kind of develop some friendships that we can hold on to, even if we're not there physically afterwards. Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I guess that's another vote for having a circuit <laughs> to be yes, able to go back yes, to those connections exactly. you've made. Yeah, exactly. So we did we did a repeat. We were supposed to do a couple last year, but obviously it didn't work. We did do one, and then we're leaving in May for another repeat. But that one's more rural. So we, I think we met like a very small hand. I mean, this the town itself is like a hundred people. <laughs> so wow. for some reason, we're not. Yeah. Well, hopefully after all of this is over, we'll be able to see some more. Yeah. And then we had some friends in London who I met through the photography group and we, I, tr we tried several times, but it just with all the restrictions and stuff, it didn't work out to see her this last mm -hmm. year. So hopefully yeah, we'll see you again. guys were, you guys were in the, when the pandemic happened, you guys were in Spain, if I remember yes. correctly. Yeah. So we yeah. had some American friends actually who have relocated there, um, that we were with when it all happened. So it worked out like it was the best case scenario of a worst case scenario. I don't know. <laughs> it worked out really well because we were with them and they had an extra car that we could use. And then obviously they're a good link to the community. Like if we needed anything, um, so they are super helpful and we just hung out with them basically until we were released to be able to go outside the 10 kilometers or whatever of our town. Yeah, because I know there was some severe restrictions in Spain. Yes, and actually it's going, it's happening again. I mean, I think yeah. they're just going in and out of it because we still have friends there that we've asked and mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, man, oof, yeah, it's weird, but um. And we're hoping maybe Australia, like we still connect with some friends in Australia and New Zealand. So we were obviously, we were hoping this year, but it's still closed. So Michael, yeah. we'll come see you next year then. <laughs> Whenever that happens. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Um, so, and what about, I wanted to ask you, cause I know everyone always loves a good story. <laughs> like if you've had any, I don't know, just funny or ridiculous house hitting experiences or even, on like with a pet or like on the road, anything like that, if there's anything memorable. I know I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, well, William ended up, we lost, like he was counting and he lost a sheep and oh he was gosh. so nervous and he's like, okay, I'm just going to go out later and check. 
And it turns out the sheep had a baby, like went away from everybody and had a baby. And we were like, uh, we don't know what to do. So we were able to get a hold of the homeowners and they're like, oh, we're so sorry. We thought they all had the baby. So like, oh so she like helped out and worked through how to figure out how to take, you know, like make sure everything was okay. And it was, it ended up being fine. But my, I think my husband was pretty nervous because he's like I, I counted and there was one missing like what happened oh my gosh I've had the experience where like I can't find a cat in the house and yes. I but you know of course they're just little they hide I know exactly. and uh, that's but that's a whole nother misplacing a sheep and suddenly then there's two yes yeah <laughs> so we we gained an animal during that one <laughs> wow that's crazy that is a crazy story oh my gosh yeah but it was I mean it, thankfully it had a good a good Ending. Yeah, seriously. That's so cool. And Finland, because I had also wanted to ask you about unexpected places you liked. And it sounds like Finland, that was the case. Yeah, so Finland was awesome. And we connected with a family there and they invited us to their summer cottage, which was phenomenal. Like just like it was gorgeous and beautiful. And we were able to take the dog with us. And so he went swimming with us and we, we just stayed the night, but it was an, just an incredible experience. And we went hiking with him a lot and he was a water dog. And so we, there was one hike where the bridge collapsed and we didn't know it. And so we ended up asking people to take our packs in their kayak. And then we just swam across the, the span of the bridge on, in the water with the dog. And then we just kept going on our hike but I mean it worked out it worked out really well but that's so cool yeah so that was it's it's just so beautiful there I mean the water and the trails and the hiking and yeah it's beautiful yeah, that was one of the last places we were actually before the pandemic happened. Oh really? You were in Finland we were there. Well it was well, not one of the last places internationally, I guess okay. I should say. Um, yeah. Because then we had come back to the U.S. But yeah, we were visiting some friends there over summer of 2019. And yeah, we got to do the whole finish, like go to the summer house yes, kind of thing. Right? It was such an experience. Oh. And the sauna. Oh, man. Yes, we sauna. loved it as well. Yeah. So exactly. I can't I was shocked. Wait. I was like, wow, I feel like you guys are also the best kept secret. Like not many, <laughs> not many people know. But then I kept it's thinking, true. like, what is it like in the wintertime? But mm. But the yeah. summer was so idyllic. It is. Well, cause we have friends who were there, which is why we were visiting. One of them's finished. And yeah, so they were, one of them's finished. The other one's Peruvian American. So he's been wow. uh, sending me pictures. It's been, <laughs> but uh, they like, I mean, they like it a lot. And, you know, I think it's still, I mean, everything is just great. Year yeah. round. I mean, not the weather, obviously, but, you know, right. but they, they make got the it sauna. Work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Wow. Well, I also wanted to, if there's anything else you wanted to touch on that I might have not asked you, I feel like everything I was putting out there, you were, you were just like coming in with great stories and <laughs> tips. So it's just, I love it. But Thanks. I always, yeah. I always like to ask if there's anything I missed that you want to share. Um, I don't think so. No, yeah, I think it co- I, we covered everything. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's great. It's because I yeah, mean, we're yeah. kind of at a standstill and just kind of waiting. I mean, there seems to be some light at the end of the tunnel, so we're certainly hoping that by yeah. next year we'll be able. I mean, we do have some house that's coming up, which is exciting for us 
because it has it has been so sparse and yeah you just i don't know why but you're like i miss it like, oh my gosh yeah. no i hear you when so, was the last time you guys did it oh it's been so long i mean we haven't house that since uh the holidays actually okay um, so december time yeah 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 those holidays yeah sorry yeah 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 <laughs> but um same with yeah, us we were in uh new york city because our my family's oh, okay. there yes so that's kind of like a little bit of a home base for uh-huh. us we go back there this was a repeat set that we did as well um so that was that was great but uh yeah i mean same here holding pattern a little bit <laughs> and it's it's good i mean i'm I'm embracing it as at yes. the same time, you know, you can't fight against something that's not, it's totally out of your control. Yes, exactly. So I'm appreciating being in one place for a little longer for all those routines and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm curious what house it's, what, what are your plans then? Yeah. So we're going to a repeat in Colorado um, in May and it's super rural. Like they have like, I don't know, 36 acres and that wow. you just, yeah, hike with the dog. Um, and then we did a winter one with them. So it'll be interesting to see what it is in the springtime. Um, and then we are going to New England, actually, New England area. My husband has some family out there that they're kind of gathering. And then we have a house sit in Connecticut. And then I think we're just going to do some like colonial history Mm. Um, so we have some family in Boston area that we'll kind of spend some time with. So Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Boston, and then maybe do Virginia on the way back. So it's, I mean, we're only going to be gone for like two and a half months. Um, <laughs> only, only, only two and a half months. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we have to be now. We're only gone for that long. Um, and then, yeah, we don't have any other plans. So we'll wait and see what fall looks like. I would yeah. love to, I kind of, we, in it like unplanned, but it just has worked out where we do a year abroad, a year at home, a year abroad and a year at home. So this still kind of keeps that pattern since we mm. left in 2017. So for the last four years. So um, hopefully next year we'll be able to head out again. We'll yeah. See. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Actually, it reminded me I, I had wanted to ask you, you mentioned earlier being really close with your family. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance that when you're um, on the road? Do they come and visit you? Um, or how does that, or you, it sounds like you kind of do a year on year off kind of thing. Yeah. So we actually, we had a family visit us once when we were in, uh, our, uh, in France, when we did our trip around the world. And then when we spent the year in the States, yeah, we would go back, uh, to California. Like we did a lot. We did it like every two months. I think we spent like half, like six months collectively going to California. Then we were everywhere else. Um, wow. Yeah, and then we did spend some time with my folks. Uh, we did a house sit uh, in South Carolina, and we house sat for the neighbors, and then my parents house sat for my uncle. So that was wow, really fun that's to, so cool. yeah, to do. And then um, this year, we're definitely we spent like January with them because we had. So when we went last year, we were only going for six months, <laughs> but we went for a year because of yeah, COVID. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, six months turned into a year. So then we spent January with them and then they're going to come visit us this month and then we'll see them again in September and then probably for, th- yeah, so we, it's definitely like at least once a quarter, we'll see each other somehow, either we're meeting somewhere else or we're going back or they're coming to us. So that's really nice because I'm yeah. sure, you know, just having their grandparents in their life yes. is really important. Very important. Yes. And that's why we didn't pursue <laughs> European uh, uh, visas. It's hard. 
It's hard yeah. though. I mean, we lived in Spain for a few years, and, mm-hmm. and even Madrid, New York, is pretty quick flight-wise. Yes. But it's still, you know, it's not the same. And I can imagine when you have kids and you want them to, you know, grow up having a relationship with with their grandparents. It's exactly. just another consideration to have. Um, yep. And do you feel like the house that's or that you're doing? I mean, this year or like want to do. Like have your have what you want changed at all because of the pandemic or not really? Um, not no, not so much. Um, I yeah, no. Uh, and this last year too, we did some house sits through the pandemic. Actually, I mean, once through summer, I guess summer and into fall, and yeah. So we we still did some. We we were careful. It was an, we had one other family, and they just like we were masked in their house, and they show. I mean, we actually spent more time with the homeowners actually last year than we ever had before. Wow. So, I don't know how that worked out, but it just did. Um, Imagine so, everyone's just been, like just wanting contact with other people. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And they, I, you know, obviously it must. It, I don't think any of them was high risk and you know precautious and communicative and all of that. And we were so rural the entire year mm-hmm. that we really did not see anyone outside of homeowners actually. So it was kind of refreshing to get, come back and spend time with family because we, outside of spending time with our friends in Spain when we were in lockdown, we didn't really have a lot of human contact outside our. Family family so mm-hmm. um so this year has been kind of a, a sweet treat to us to be in areas that have more normalcy with um some measures in place mm-hmm. um yeah. but not so closed as like california has been yeah um, oh my gosh yeah, yeah definitely yeah so um so yeah so we spent time with the homeowners um beforehand and then there was a few others where like on the other end we saw them or no, I guess, mm-hmm. no, we did. Yeah. So most of the time we just saw them before they left to do the handover. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we tend to leave after. So everything's clean for them. Um, and yeah, so we didn't really change a whole lot other than maybe like spending a, a hair less time or not spending the night mm-hmm. with yeah. them like we would before. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there, yeah, I guess there are some changes. They don't seem so drastic to us. Like they're, they're workable. No, no. I mean, it, I think in the grand scheme of things, and that's also something with, you know, traveling full time, house sitting, you kind of got to be flexible. Exactly. Right. We've <laughs> so. been flexible this whole time. So I guess, yeah, it feels somewhat normal to be slightly more flexible as far as the, the handoff and the coming home yeah. aspect. Do you guys normally do rural sits or was that like something that just happened? We, we do. Yeah, we do like half and half because I'm mm-hmm. much more of an urbanite than my husband is. Um, so we just do usually we just flip flop essentially. Like we'll oh. spend some we'll do one in the city like we did one in Denver and then we did the super rural one in um, just outside of Colorado Springs. Um, uh, in Scotland, we did, you know, an Edinburgh one and then we did it after the France uh farm one that was also rural so we yeah it's just kind of somehow it flip-flops that's really nice though and you get to like i feel like that's a really nice way to experience uh, the range that a country has to offer because if you're just like bouncing into the capital cities you don't see everything Yeah, yeah exactly 
Exactly. And then my husband is a great driver. So I don't know <laughs> if I didn't have him, if I'd be so adventurous to go rural because you definitely have to rent a car. Um, but he's such a great driver. So I feel, I feel confident that we can. <laughs> oh, that's great. Even in, even on the opposite side yes, of the road. Yes. Yes. Although this year I, well, last year I, I promised myself that I was going to set the goal and like actually drive in Europe, but then I ended up not. <laughs> so I totally <laughs> failed at learning. I mean, even in France, cause they're on the same side, but it's just like the stick shift and not being, you know, not understanding this. I mean, there's just so many. Things There's a lot are, of variables. Yes, where I just take the easy way and say, you can drive, honey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean, I'm the driver. We normally, okay. I'm normally the drive, the person yes. who drives. So yes. I feel like it, it kind of works when you have someone who's like, "That's my role," and I will take that role, and it just works that way. <laughs> yes, and he enjoys it, and he gets, um, he gets uh, easily carsick, so it's better for him to drive anyway. Uh. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny because you mentioned stick shift. Like I, I had known how to stick shift before house sitting, but it was our first house sit and it was a manual car. And he was like, I'll I'll leave it for you if you drive manual. And I was like, I have familiarity, but I'm not like, you know, solid. He's yeah. like, that's fine. I will just I'll just give you a lesson. And he, <laughs> you know, drove us from the airport and he had two cars. And this was the, he was le- leaving the second one because his first one was a Tesla, which I was like, I oh, would not want to drive not, that yeah. regardless. Um, but the second car was just like a normal car and stick shift and so he yeah gave me driving lessons like right off the airport like we just met that's awesome (laughs) and then after three months of driving now you know then I could drive any stick shift which has really come in handy because then even the next one after that was she was like yeah I have a truck but you know it's stick shift so you probably don't drive it and I was like actually actually I do yeah no it is a very good skill to have in addition to knowing how to take care of pets if you're gonna house it internationally absolutely did you have you guys I mean I'm sure you've gotten so many unexpected skills I guess farm animal care (laughs) yes farm animal care for sure um driving yeah on the opposite side of the road um we did some time in New Zealand camper vanning, which was really awesome. Ooh. And I feel like we learned quite a bit there mm-hmm. about like how to wow. find free campsites and how to navigate like itinerary or, um, mm. yeah. Well, I was, hear that's the way yeah. to see New Zealand is to camper it van. Is. It really is. Yes. It was awesome. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Wow. Yeah. That's my, my future dreams for me is uh, New Zealand and Australia house sitting mm. for an extended stint. Because yes. it's so far, I feel like you got to spend it is. a good yes. amount of time. And I think you can do three months in each. So you could do oh, six okay. months. Nice. Uh, do you have any, um, I don't know, just in a ideal world where everything is fine, <laughs> do you have any house sitting dreams or travel dreams to like yeah, close we definitely, things off? Yes, yes, we definitely want to go back to Australia and New Zealand. And then we have not touched South America yet. So I would love to go down there and maybe do Galapagos and a few other mm. Chile and um, Peru. I, you know, there's quite a few things and that we've been reading and studying as um, with the kids that I would love to see in person. So um yeah, although there's not there's not a whole lot of house sits down there. No, yeah, there's not. That's what I've heard as well. Um, more so in Mexico, I think. Right, but yeah, like, like Central like not, America, I think, is yeah. as, as common as they come, I think. Yeah. And then my husband would love to go back to Thailand. He loved Thailand. I did too as well, but he has a special Wait, did you guys do house sit when you were there? No, or? no, we didn't. But um, mm-hmm. we did get con- connected to a community that we really enjoyed. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Wow. 
That's so cool. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm getting wanderlust hearing <laughs> about all of your experiences, which is like kind of why I wanted to do this, this podcast, because I know that everyone in the Houston community is feeling maybe a little I bit know. bummed yes. or, you know, things are closed and not the way we can normally do things. But in a way, reliving things is nice just to be you know, reminded of all the great yes. experiences yes. we've all had, which is always And nice. then I want to reach out to the people that we were going to do last year and try to do it again this year because we had a really great itinerary and I feel like, no, don't hand that off to somebody else. We'll still do it, you know? <laughs> like, let's just reach oh, out I to hear you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because we were actually supposed to be in the Bay Area for three months and oh, that got canceled. And yeah. I was so looking forward to it. We were supposed to be in Berkeley with um, yeah. two two dogs so I'm still hoping that, you know, comes back around someday uh-huh. kind of thing. But uh, yeah, just like check in, be like, how are you? Let me know if you're going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, because for them, the, the per- one of them was a, was going to be a visiting professor somewhere else and it got oh, canceled. So like, yeah, I imagine that's going to be, you know, happening at some point. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. I mean, I we are super confident and hopeful that house sitting is gonna I mean travel is gonna come back of course I feel like house sitting is only going to you know increase as more people have pandemic pets and and then want to go because they're so hungry to go yeah I noticed when we first got back to the states in January there was like less than 50 house sits in the U.S. and I just looked this week and there's 200 listings so already Mm. people are are ready to go you know a lot of people have been vaccinated here in the states and so I think they're ready they're ready to go again yeah definitely things are on the upswing for sure internationally I don't know yet but at least within statewide (laughs) yeah I know domestic travel I know everyone is like another summer of domestic travel but there's so I mean we're lucky being here in the U.S. because there's so much you know there is so much and I know I know personally I've always kind of discounted domestic travel a bit but there really is there really is so much to explore so um that's that's the positive I guess but yeah, anyway, I feel like that's a good a good place to end on a positive note. Um, so thanks again. Where can people find you and connect with you? Anything else you want people to know about? Yeah, we're on Instagram. Let's Adventure More is our handle. Um, we have a website too, um, letsadventuremore.com. And um, I think my email is also tied on our Instagram in case anyone has any questions or follow up. Um, and eventually we'll be on short-term rental listings, but we haven't <laughs> had that live yet. So if any anyone loves outdoors or lake activities or mountain biking, um, this is the place. And museums, the Crystal Bridges Museum is free, just like it is in Europe and Australia. And you can come oh. see some beautiful art collections. That's awesome. I, I love publicly accessible free museums i feel like they're just so amazing and yeah i will leave a link to everything in the show notes and when when you're renting out your place i'll come back and add it so people (laughs) can find it because i know you've piqued my interest in uh bentonville bentonville i got the name right is that correct yep okay cool and yeah everyone should definitely Check out Jess's Instagram because you have gorgeous photos and it's absolutely very inspiring just to, you know, follow your adventures. So, yeah, go check that out, everyone who's listening, and I'll leave, leave all those links in the show notes so you can find her. 
So yeah, thanks again for, for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, we are back. Hope you enjoyed that interview. I know I had fun doing it, and I know Baron enjoyed listening and editing. What were your takeaways from from Jess's experience, Farron? So I have a few takeaways. So I'm just going to, you know, take them on one at a time. And, you know, hearing her travel as a family, you would think, oh, someone's got to put their foot down and make the decisions. But actually, she emphasized a lot about how they all come together and make decisions together. And it's a real consensual arrangement that the whole family has, which to me surprised me because I figured when you sometimes have to make tough decisions maybe it would be easier or more streamlined to just have someone in charge do that. It's always harder to do consensus-based decision-making, but I ultimately think that's better and everyone affected feel more considered, feel more included. So I was really impressed with how well they managed to balance all these things while they travel. Yeah, same here. I mean, it sounds super overwhelming to travel with a family of five and but yeah, like I think Baron said in the beginning, just just makes it makes their experience seem like very doable, and she's just her approach is great. Like, you know, it's it's hard to ha- raise children no matter where you are, so might as well do it while you're traveling. So I thought that was a really cool approach, and also how yeah, everyone's just involved. I love how her kids like have different animals they want to go back to. It's just a very different way of looking at the world. And I thought that was really interesting and cool to think about. Yeah, that hits upon the next point I wanted to bring up, which was how the kids don't think about traveling in terms of countries or what's unfortunately very popular, which is country counting. I mean, that doesn't mean that anytime someone tells me how many countries they've been to that it's necessarily a bad thing. But that's very much a kind of it's very much a idea that's created in adulthood. It's not natural to human beings at all. And case in point are these children. They don't think about, oh, that was a cool country. No, instead, they're just remembering the relationships they have, almost independent of the place. But then I'm sure the place has a part to play in that relationship. And I think we could all learn a lot more from children in terms of cultivating curiosity, because for children, it's natural to be curious. And as adults, for many reasons that I'm not going to get into right now, we kind of deaden that curiosity, we lose it. But the good news is that we can always get it back. And I think that particular part of their story is really, really fascinating. How the children, they could almost care less what's, you know, what uh, city or country they've been to. It just kind of shows how abstract even the concept of a country is and how much it really doesn't matter. I mean, we all kind of recognize it. And if we all recognize it socially, it kind of makes a thing real. But for children, I think having them, having their perspective in travel can kind of highlight how we kind of go into travel with a lot of preconceptions and that maybe we could get a lot more out of our travel if we approach things more like children did. Yeah, I love that. It's a really good perspective and reminder to keep that natural childlike curiosity and bring it into our travels instead of getting caught up in a lot of things that I think as adults we get caught up in with just the world and traveling and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And another point that she talks about is the power of routine and how pets really make a place feel like home. This is a repeating theme for a lot of pet sitters. And 
that that routine is what really helps ground their children while they travel. So for those of you who might think, oh man, if you're going to a different place every week, that must be crazy. She pretty much said, yeah, that is. And which is why they prefer to go to longer house sits where they could help reestablish a routine. And they needed a kind of set amount of time per house sit because she saw how much more everyone thrived when they had that routine. So often we travel to escape routine but you can still bring those routines with you. And house-sitting allows you to do that, I think, more than any other kind of way of traveling. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're big on routine. It's, I mean, you kind of need to be if you're traveling long-term. I don't think traveling long-term without some kind of routines, eventually, I don't feel like it's going to necessarily go that well. Or maybe you feel ungrounded because there are no routines. So yeah, I think house-sitting is great for that. And I was fortunate enough to be able to travel as a young child in the summers. My parents took us to Europe a number of summers, starting when I was like five. And those made a huge impression on me, even though I didn't, you know, it's not like I remembered the names of the places or exactly where they were or whatever, but I definitely developed some things that I still carry with me to this day, like exploring new places, that sense of discovery, learning new things. Not That's why I love castles. We went to some castles in France when I was five, and I still love castles. All those kind of things. It's just, yeah, having a really rich experience. And of course, you can have that with your kids locally, but I think exposing them to different places and cultures is that whole world schooling mentality is really interesting and, and cool. And it was interesting to hear about because it's not a world that we're a part of at all. So there was a lot that was new to both of us that I think also transfers over, even though, you know, we're not a traveling family. Yeah, there's a lot to be gleaned and learned from from this experience, whether you are a traveling family or not. Also, one last thing. I couldn't help but be reminded of Kelsey from our first interview listening to Jess this whole time. I don't know if they're both from the Bay Area, but they do almost the exact same. Mm-hmm. Kelsey is from the Bay Area. Yeah, I think I think it's a thing from the Bay Area. I couldn't help but hear Jess and think she's future Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey's just going to become Jess. I don't know if she plans on having kids or getting married, but... I think she's just future Kelsey. I just couldn't get that out of my head. I wrote so many notes down while I was listening, and it was almost always again and again. I'm like, wow, this sounds just like Kelsey. Kelsey, let us know what you think. <laughs> and um, other other people, Kelsey, anyone else listening, you can let us know by getting in touch on our Instagram at travel. Shoot us a message over there. Well, shoot me a message. It's me on Instagram. Or you can send us an email. And I will leave a link in the show notes to do that. It's thehousesittingpodcast.com. I will also say if you, because we have a contact form on there, if you contacted us anytime, basically up until like the last couple weeks, there was a problem with that contact form. So I never received what you sent unfortunately. So if you sent something through there anytime before, like like last week, send it again, please. And I'm sorry if I didn't respond. I didn't get it. Something was not set up correctly. We do everything ourselves. So sometimes, you know, technical things happen. Anyway, so we'd love to hear from you and let us know what you think of this and 
any other things about house sitting. We want to know what you're up to. And if you want to support this show, share this show with a friend or someone who you think might be interested in the show. They don't have to be your friend. They just need to be someone who can listen to a podcast. Just a person on the street. Yeah, anybody. So, yeah. And please, on whatever podcast capturing app you use, leave a rating and a review if you can. Of course, only the best review because we know we're giving you the best podcast. It really helps everyone find us on wherever they go looking for podcasts. Yeah, you're not allowed not allowed to leave any other kind of review but the best one. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you next time. Bye.